As always, it's so good to be with you, and I want to offer you a super-duper. You ever had a super-duper thank you? Well, I want to offer you one of those this morning uh, because of your generosity in our Thanksgiving food basket. We have been collecting food over the last couple of weeks, and uh, last week they put together 83 Thanksgiving baskets. Think about that. And then, yes, isn't that awesome? That's awesome. There was enough food left over, several hundred pounds, they tell me, that uh, went to St. Ignatius Food Kitchen and also the Sister Visitor Kitchen. So uh, these are very wonderful things. You know, what it does when I look out and see you, I see Jesus. You remind me of Jesus because that's exactly what he would be doing. So super duper thank you. If you don't know it already, and by the songs and things that we've been hearing and singing, this is the last Sunday of the church year. I get confused. We got calendar year, we got fiscal year, and we got church year too. So, uh, you know, Advent starts next week. So uh, it's only appropriate that we would, that the church year would begin in that fashion because it follows the life of Jesus. It follows the life of Jesus. But it's in the, this last Sunday and a couple of Sundays before that that we, the church calls us to reflect upon the spiritual realities known as the eschaton. Have you heard of that? The eschaton means last things. You've heard of that, haven't you? So it is the last things. And if there ever was a eschatological, eschatological word, see, I can't even say it. Uh, if there ever was such a thing, uh, the word would be what we found in the readings today, and that is the reading of the word king. Did you hear that word a lot in the readings? All the readings in the Psalms, we hear the word king used. But let me ask you this. What kind of king would stand in front of this Roman procurator called Pilate, and the procurator tells him that he has the power of life and death over the king? Well, that would be Jesus. Jesus, who is the king of the universe, who would later go on to tell Pilate, he says, Pilate, you think you have the power of life and death over me, but you are woefully wrong. He says, you have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. You know, when Jesus said that, it scared Pilate half to death. Uh, it's what we're told. He's used to people begging for life, you know, sort of that power play kind of thing. Jesus said, you don't bother me. You only have what the Father gives you. And after that, Pilate tried to free him all that he could, but the people wouldn't have it. Um, what would you, you know, that's one way. What kind of king turns himself over to a few of his enemies when he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and one of his disciples comes up and he attacks the soldiers and Jesus says, Stop. Stop what you're doing. Well, that would be Jesus, who is the king of the universe. And what did he say to Peter? He said, Peter, I can call on my father at any time that I want, and I can have 72,000 angels, yes, 72,000 angels be at my disposal immediately. That's the king of the universe. And then let's fast forward it a little bit. Um, as we think about today's readings, what kind 
of King has these four massive creatures, massive creatures. They're called seraphim that uh, we're told in the kingdom of God, their whole responsibility, their whole mission in life is to hover around God, these beautiful six-winged creatures, it says, that are covered in eyes. Now, I don't know what the symbolism of that is, but there definitely is some. But, uh, and all they do is perpetually and infinitely say, sing, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And it says as they sing, the ground literally shakes. Well, that would be Jesus. Jesus, who is the king of the universe. What did John say today? He said, this king is Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the one who is, the one who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Now, I'll give you a little lesson in Greek here. Uh, alpha to Omega is the Greek alphabet. It's sort of like us saying A to Z. So what's, what's he saying there? Jesus is comprehensive. He's comprehensive. He is all-encompassing, past, present, and future. He's everything. Jesus is, and he always will be. He is the king of the universe. Well, one question that keeps popping up today in your minds, your inquiring minds, because you asked me, about this question quite often is this. When is the king going to return? When is he going to return? And I'm not talking about Elvis, okay? All right? Elvis is probably so old now, even if he, had, if he were still alive, he'd probably be dead by now. But, uh, you know, but would you like to know when Jesus is coming back? Would you? What do you think? If you look at a 2010 Pew study, uh, Catholics, American Catholics were questioned about that and 32% of all American Catholics said that Jesus will have returned by the year 2050. But I can tell you when he's going to return down to the second. Would you like to know that? Okay, I, the smiles tell me you know I've got a loaded question here. Well, that's true. Well, when is he going to return down to the second? He's going to return when the Father turns to him and says it's time to go back and take your people. Get the people, get the children, and bring them back up here to the kingdom so that we can all be with him. See, the reality is Jesus says only the Father knows. Only the Father knows. But that doesn't mean that we can't speculate, that we can't uh, look at the signs, so to speak, of the times. And that's exactly what Jesus does. He provides us with signs, just like he did when he showed up to be the Messiah. He gave us signs and wonders, see, of who he was and what he was all about. Did you know a couple of these signs have already been fulfilled? See, Jesus says, I will not return until blank is fulfilled. Well, a couple of those have already been fulfilled. One is the destruction of Jerusalem. We know that in 70 AD, Rome came in and leveled Jerusalem. That's one of the prophecies that Jesus said had to be filled. Another one is that the gospel would be spread over all the earth. That too now, through both through transportation and technology, that too has been fulfilled. And then Jesus would also talk about other kinds of signs 
saying that when these things happen, my return is near. Now what Jesus gives us, in, particularly in Matthew, Matthew is very heavy in talking about this, is a, what we would consider to be natural calamities. When he says these, are, these natural calamities show up on the scene, this is a sign that my coming is near. All right, let's see if we're in the safe zone or let's see if we're in Jesus' coming soon zone, given what he had to say about natural calamities. Here's what he mentions. Earthquakes, tsunamis, famines, volcanic eruptions, floods, fires, hurricanes, drought, global warming, and pandemic. Where do you think we are today? Well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? You know, I wish they had done this Pew study 11 years later. Think how much this world has changed in 11 years. Think about that. I, wonder, I bet the number would be higher, the number of people who believe he's coming back. Uh, and then there's Paul. Paul uh, talks about when the time is near, and he talks about it from a moral issue, from a moral calamity issue. And he, he writes down a list of things for Timothy, says, Timothy, when you see these things, then you know the end is near. What does he say? Lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, without self-control, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Well, are we in the safe zone or are we in the imminent return zone? Personally, as I think about those and many others that Paul wrote in the same passage, I can see where there's a general turning away from God today, a general just sort of denial of God and the existence of God. I see the blight of abortion, millions of children being aborted. I see the clergy abuse scandal in the church itself. I see people living comfortably while the majority of the world is dying in poverty. And I see the destruction of our environment. So I think there's a good case that we are living in that end time. And then there's John, John the Revelator in the book of Revelation. John, uh, he gives us indicators on a different plane. He talks about global world order and coming together as a global world order. See, here's what happens. This is how John describes it. Uh, we get dissatisfied. Life just really isn't what we thought it was cracked up to be. So we're unhappy and we're looking for peace. We're looking for what is called a utopian society, one where everything is beautiful. Well, guess what? At that time, at that moment, John says that a person is going to show up on the scene who's going to offer that. He's going to offer or she's going to offer peace. And people are just going to suck it up. And it's going to be peace on a global scale. Not on a national scale, but a global scale. And boy, if, you can, if there ever was a time today as we see where our global world, how our world is going and focusing with some of these big issues in life, it's really easy to see how this could happen. It truly is easy. And, and John gives us some other things. He talks about wars and rumors of wars. Uh, buying and selling, using a mark, like on your body. 
political unrest, that's another one. Uh, the prevalence of weapons of mass destruction and unrest in the Middle East. Well, are we, where are we if you think about those things? <laughs> well, I think it's pretty obvious we're, we're in the, he could be coming back soon zone. And I didn't even talk about Peter. Peter got his, his two letters, he lists a lot of reasons why that uh, what's going to happen at the end of time. I didn't have time to talk about him or the, the Old Testament, the prophets like Daniel, as we heard today. Uh, and then there's also the apparitions of Mary, like we see at Metagorgia. Uh, all these things pointing, directing us. A couple of other thoughts, too, that I think about regarding the timing of Jesus' return. Time is short. you got to remember that. Time is short. Now, here's where we can get sort of led astray today. We think today in time in terms of geologic time. You know, when we think about the creation of the earth and everything, we, we're talking, we see millions and billions of years. Well, when you think about time on that kind of scale, the possibility of something colossal like Jesus' return happening, it sort of fizzles out in a sense. But I want you to think about this. Think about this. God established the covenant with Abraham that he would restore his people. You know how long ago that was? Four million years ago. No, 4,000 years ago. 4,000 years ago was not a long time. That's when God established the covenant. And Jesus, he was here 2,000 years ago. That's not a lot of time. That's not a long time, is it? So I think we have to realize that time is not as long as we think it might be in terms of human terms. I think the most compelling case to me uh, about the return of Jesus is this. Our Heavenly Father loves us so much that he wants us to go and be with him where he is. I love what Jesus said as he as he left the disciples, he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I'm going to come and get you and take you to where I am. See, that's where the Father wants us. He wants us in his kingdom. He wants us the way that, he wants us to live the way life is supposed to be lived. Like this, in the kingdom of heaven, the Father is sitting on the throne. Imagine that. In the kingdom of heaven, we see Jesus walking through the green meadows of heaven, talking to the people about the scriptures and all that's happened and all that God has done. And then we look above and there's that beautiful, sweet Holy Spirit just hovering and watching over us. You know, beautiful things like that. In heaven, there's nothing to fear. In heaven, you don't fear about anything. You feel a sense of security. You are at peace because you're in the Father's house now. And the Father's watching over you. And there's only one rule in the Father's house. You know what that rule is? Love. That's the only rule. The rule of love. And so as the Father thinks about it, the sooner the better. The sooner that I can get my children home to me, the better that's going to be. And, and I think that's good. Well... From what I see, and this is just one person's perspective, 
But if I were a betting man, and I thought that I was, and I live until I get into my 90s, which would put me about 2050, I would say that the odds are in my favor that Jesus will return by then. He'll be back within the next 30 years. And I sure hope so. I really, I really hope so. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see the return of Jesus. I just think that would be the most exciting thing to do. Sort of like we hear in Daniel speaking today. What did Daniel see in his vision? He said, I saw the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. And what did John say when he was called up into heaven? He says, behold, he is coming amid the clouds and every eye will see him. And I think about old Simeon. You know Simeon? When Jesus was born, uh, Mary and Joseph take take Jesus to the temple to consecrate him to the temple, to God. And there's a guy named Simeon. The Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he saw the Messiah, the, the Savior of the world come. Well, the Holy Spirit led Simeon into the temple that day and he saw Jesus and he was filled with the Holy Spirit and he began to sing. That's very typical when you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you see what God is doing. What did he sing? He said, he sang, my eyes have seen your salvation. I want to see you, Lord. And then I think the one that tops it off it's the last couple of verses in the 22nd chapter of the book of Revelation after John has been shown everything about the beauty of heaven. He's so overwhelmed. He's so excited about being a part of this. He says four words. And it's a prayer. Four words of a prayer. Come, Lord Jesus, come. That's all we could think. Man, I want this to happen and I want it to happen right now. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Well, a couple of uh, practical application points as we close quickly. First of all, be prepared for Jesus' return. Now, the older I get, and I know people tell me I'm young, but the older I get, I feel older, uh, the more I become aware of the shortness of life, the brevity of life. See, I've got less life to live than I do that I've already lived out. So it makes you think about life and what's important and priorities. And over the last few years, I, find, I have found myself at times crying out what St. Augustine cried out. You remember this? He said, too late have I loved you, old ancient beauty of days. Too late, too late so much about God to know and so the closer that I get to heaven I my, my hope my dream and my singular desire above all other desires in life is to know God more fully and walk in his ways that's what I want to do and I want to say something we got a lot of young people here today we got a lot of middle-aged people here adults that are here today don't be foolish like I was. As I think about it, I think about all those years that I could have just devoted myself more fully to God. Don't be a fool like me. Do love God with all your being, with all your heart. And may you not have to say the words of Augustine 
when you get older in life. The final thing, the second thing is help others as they prepare for Jesus' return. Uh, see, we're called to support each other. We need to support each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to help others. We need to pray for others. We need to support the ministries of this parish so that it can support other people. We need to feed the poor. We need to clothe the naked. We need to visit the sick. We need to take communion to those who are in the nursing home. We need to visit those who are in prison. That's our calling in life, is to help others as they prepare for Jesus' return. So my dear friend, do good wherever you go, and as you do good, point them to Jesus. God bless all of you, and Jesus is returning soon.